If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Health Printer Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Jason, welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. How's it going, buddy? Dude, it is going amazing. Thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely, man. You, 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 first of all, you should check off two boxes on our checklist. Number one, you're in Toronto, which is important. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, you're doing amazing things in the online fitness space. So I'm always excited to bring on more great people in Toronto who are Canadians doing awesome stuff. And I'm excited to dive into this because we're going to be talking about Instagram, which is a huge platform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's nice to support the hometown crowd, eh? That's right. That's right. And there's so many, as you know, there's so many online health and fitness experts in Toronto. It's insane. It's uh, it's really cool. So, all right, let, let's jump into this. Let's get into, um, let's give our listeners a bit of context because I, I think we're both in agreement that Instagram is probably the most powerful social platform now. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about this for a second, Think about the last event you went to where you met a lot of people that you didn't know. People weren't giving out business cards. People are exchanging Instagrams now. Mm-hmm. Yep. DMs, following each other, engaging in conversation there. And like, so I've noticed this in my business. In the last two years, email has just taken a nosedive. Um, mm-hmm. Have you noticed the same in your business? Yeah, well, you know, open rates have been going down and, you know, you can like fight that, which is great. But the way I look at it now, I see stories as like the new email. Like you have your open rates, you have your click through rates, like this is the direction we're going. And it's 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 great. Like, obviously, if we drive sales from Instagram, from the stories and everything, people can buy and then they'll go on to our emails and those are the type of people who will are more likely to open emails but it's a lot harder now to to just pay for leads and just to get them to open emails it's uh it's not like it was in the golden days you know <laughs> the golden days the bronze age back in the day <laughs> no it's totally true and if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself man like my emails just suck don't worry like all of our emails suck in terms of deliverability open rates effectiveness and that's why like I really think that the future is in multi-channel marketing, messaging, connecting with people on different platforms, Instagram being a huge one. So let, let's, I'd love to take this conversation in maybe two directions. Number one is, let's say we have someone who is listening, who is thinking about like, should I go on Instagram? If that's the case, what what's like the first two or three steps to start getting some traction on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're thinking about diving into Instagram, I think it's a no brainer to do at this point, especially if you're in like the health and wellness industry. This is where your future 
clients. This is where your future customers are hanging out. So you need to hang out with them there. You need to be where they're going to be. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to jump in and you got to jump into Instagram because I know a lot of people who are who are closing high ticket sales or at least getting people on the phone to close high ticket sales just in the DM on Instagram. And that's if they only have like a thousand followers. But if you're just getting started, the, the number one thing I would say is start creating content and start playing around with different types of content. Look at what other pages are doing, looking, look at, start following people, start to really, see how the platform works and understand it because if you're if you're using it like you're using you know like twitter or or facebook it's a little different and people sense that you don't really know what you're doing if you if you go in and you try to mimic what you did on other social medias so the medium really matters i would recommend following a bunch of people seeing what they post and then trying to replicate some of those types of content but i would also recommend I would also recommend posting very, very frequently. So for me, I saw the biggest growth as soon as I started posting three times per day. Yep. And three times per day, like that is, it seems like a lot. But I remember when I was first growing, I was working, mentoring under John Goodman, who has the Personal Trainer Development Center. And we, we when we built his Facebook page organically back in the day, I think zero to a hundred thousand, uh, we were using a similar approach where we were posting, you know, three times per day. It seems like three to four times per day is a magical amount of time to post. And the first 30 days, it's more of a discovery process. You're discovering what kind of content is helping you grow, what kind of content isn't and kind of like getting in the groove of it. And once you get in the groove and you figure out, okay, this type of content works, you just milk it. You just keep doing that same type of content over and over and over again. So, so how, do you, how do you find, for people who don't understand what to look at, like what do you, what are the metrics or what are the indicators that a piece of content is working or not working? So when you're just getting started out, it's just essentially the number of likes and then how many posts you got within the past 24 hours. Um, That's the simplest way. Because when you first start out, you're not going to start out with a business account. I would just start out with a personal account. Um, Because what I found is it seems to be easier to grow with a personal account easier to grow organically because as soon as you switch to a business account, Instagram's like, Oh, well they put a business account. So I guess they have money. So maybe we'll, we'll try to make it more of a pay to play for them. Which essentially will be probably. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I know it's going to follow exactly in Facebook's shoes. So if you look at like what Facebook was like, you know, in 2012, 2013, that's what Instagram was like about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And then Facebook introduced their ads. And now Instagram introduced their ads and is starting to catch on. So you can predict exactly what's going to happen with Instagram just by looking at Facebook. But the beauty of it is Facebook made a few mistakes in the process. So we can see, um, we could see Instagram doing what Facebook did, but at an accelerated pace because they're not going to make the same mistakes because they know how how to monetize. They know the business model now. Mm-hmm. So I know you're a big fan of using, I call them Instagraphics, but I guess infographics for Instagram. I know you're a big fan of those. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about 
what that is. And I guess, guys, if you're if you're listening to this, just go to Jason's page. What's your is it? J Max Fitness. Yeah, J M A X Fitness. So just check that out on Instagram. You'll see what we're talking about when we talk about like infographics. Talk to us about what it is, why you do so many of them, um, and if it's a good uh, good play for for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So back to to the 30 days of posting three times per day. So to give you a little bit of a background, I was following a guy, Jordan Syatt, and Jordan Syatt is Gary Vaynerchuk's personal trainer. And I noticed August 2017, I hit him up and I was like, Jordan, this past year, I think you added like a quarter of a million Instagram followers. Like, how'd you do that, man? Because in the back of my head, I was thinking, I was like, Gary probably just gave him shout outs because Gary has like over a million followers, right? Yeah. And so, so like, you know, I was skeptical and he told me, he was like one morning last year. So tw- December, 2016, I was, I was training Gary and I told him a big goal of mine in 2017 was to grow my Instagram. So Gary said to me, all right, Jordan, how many times per day are you posting? And Jordan's like, maybe like once a day. Gary's like, all you got to do, post three times per day. Just focus on good content. And can you do that for me, Jordan? Jordan's like, yeah, I'll do that. So Jordan goes home. He posts twice that day. And then the next morning, 6 a.m., crack of dawn, he's training Gary. Gary finishes up a set of weighted push-ups, sweat beating down his face. And uh, Gary says to Jordan, hey, Jordan, did you post three times yesterday on Instagram? And Jordan's like, yeah, Gary, I posted three times. And Gary's like... That's bull, man, because I just checked and you only posted twice. <laughs> so then Jordan said, okay, if Gary Vaynerchuk is watching me, I should do what he says. So Gary held him accountable and he posted three times per day, every day since, essentially. Um, so so I was like, okay, if it worked for Jordan, I, it can work for me. So I started posting three times per day and I was like, I'll do it for 30 days. And if it doesn't work, then I uh, – then, then I just won't do it anymore. It's just not for me. So I did it. And within that first month of posting three times per day, I gained over 10,000 followers. It was absolutely wow. amazing. It's like you talk about instant gratification. Like the first time I posted three times in a day, I uh, I got 200 followers. So I went from 800 followers to 1,000 followers. And that was huge for me because it took me three years to get those 800 followers. So to get 200 followers in 24 hours was insane. Um, So now back to the infographics. So during that 30-day discovery period, I was posting different types of content. I was posting pictures of myself. I was posting videos, workout stuff, memes, quotes, and infographics. And it seemed every time I posted an infographic, I got way more followers, I got way more likes, I got way more engagement. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should be doing more of these. So I started doing more of those. And within that first 30 days, I just only started doing infographics because I was growing so quickly for them. And the beauty of it is if you have a post that goes viral, you have a post that does really well, gets lots of engagement. It seems that the algorithm is the next post you put up has a higher chance of going viral because your last post was was really good. So it's almost as if you're only as good as your last post. Hmm. But if you can get that momentum up, you start growing very, 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 very quickly. So I was growing – 
at one point I was growing at like 10,000 new followers a week. It was, it was amazing because I started figuring out the type of content that worked well and it was infographics. But when you design the infographic, you want it to be very easy to consume right away because you don't have attention very quickly. So if you're going to capture that attention very quickly and, and give value very quickly, like it's very obvious what you're, what you're teaching in the infographic and it's very simple, then I think those were the ones that, that helped me grow the most. Totally. Guys, again, if you look at his page on Instagram, so JMAX Fitness, just scroll through the feed and you'll see what he's talking about. And you can look at it and it's very like everything you need is in is in the post. Like it's in the image itself, which is super valuable. So how do you, so you, you create enough value in the image itself where by, that in and of itself is super valuable. If that's the case, how important is the caption? So the... The actual post, the image, that's where you capture the attention and you provide value quickly. The caption is where, now that you have their attention, the caption is where you make people love you and make them want to keep coming back. So in the caption, what I like to do is I like to provide more value, maybe explain the post a bit more, tell a story to, to captivate them. Uh, maybe future pace what their life is going to be like if they if they do what I what I taught in the in the actual post mm -hmm. and then I'll end with hashtags so the hashtags are great because those are like the SEO of the post so it's like search engine optimization back in like 2008 or whatever yep. um, and it and it helps your posts be seen by more people and to the right people so the caption is very, very important. And in the caption is also where you can put your call to action, which if you want people to buy something or you want them to like DM you or something like this, that having a call to action, the caption is just, it's a gold mine, to be honest. Oh, that's awesome. So I mean, looking at these images, are you the one who's like actually making these images or do you put together a template and have a graphic designer do them? What does that process look like? Okay, so my first year and a half, I did everything, which is, you know, crazy, but I, I knew I needed to have 100% control and figure this out for myself before I could teach other people how to do it and how to run it. So literally like a month ago, I hired a, a team to, to help me out. But in terms of like creating the caption, like I was doing the graphics, or sorry, the content. I was I was doing the graphics for the post. I was writing the caption. I was scheduling it. And the only outside help I had the first year and a half was I I had this um, this girl from Macedonia. She's my Instagram assistant. She would post them at different times throughout the day. But I would just schedule them in an app called Planoly, mm -hmm. and then she would get a notification on her phone, and and she would post it and and handle that. So so I had a peace of mind. So. I didn't have to like get out of deep work just to just to post on Instagram because it was it was distracting. Um, but now with with the new team, uh, what I did was I I was talking to my coach Craig Ballantyne and he was like, you know, this is taking up a lot of your time. I think it's time to to find some young guns who you can train who could possibly even do a better job than you. So I trained them up. I, I gave them the process. Um, in terms of coming up with with the content, it's, you just got to be creative, but you have to have your, 
your pillars of your business and what you stand for. Mm -hmm. And then every post that you make needs to incorporate those pillars. So the pillars of my business are very, very simple. If you want to build muscle, you need to eat high protein. You need to lift to get stronger. You need to train each body part two or more times per week and eat in a caloric surplus. Those are my four pillars. If I have those four pillars, uh, they can make a lot of different types of content around those four pillars. And the the guys that I hired, they I saw them blow up their they took my Instagram course and they blew up their Instagram and they actually they passed me on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. So I was like, nice. these are the perfect guys to do it. So so I hired them and um, my growth had slowed down just because you know I wasn't putting all my creativity into it anymore. And it was like, I felt like it wasn't fun to do anymore. I felt like it was sucking energy and time out of me. So I couldn't, I couldn't create the types of posts that I was back in the day. So I wasn't growing as quickly anymore. Like I was only growing the past like month or two. I've only been growing like a thousand new followers a week. Well, before it was between five and 10,000 followers per week. So I brought these guys on and, uh, and they're, they're helping me get get to where i want to be again which which is great it's almost as if i found like some clones of myself and clone my brain and then they they go in there and and they know my pillars and and they're creating this type of content um one thing i should mention is if you look if you're going to go the infographic route you got to look at what other people are doing and and look at the top performing infographics on their pages, like the ones that just seem to go viral and kill it. And then what I'll do is I'll repost that one on my page. And if it kills it on my page, then I'll recreate a very, very similar version of it and uh, and then post that. And then that'll kill it. And that seems to outperform the other one. So it's an evolution process. But at the same time, you got to try different things. It's like trial and error. So an example of this is back at the end of 2017 when I first started doing this. I saw there was a bunch of infographics um, and I just tried one saying, do this and don't do this. So on one side, it's telling them to do something to build muscle and the other side is telling them what not to do. And that is really polarizing. But no one was doing that at the time. So so that was kind of like my my own unique type of content. And because I figured out that unique type of infographic, that a, a style that no one else was making, those ones killed it for a long time. And those ones helped me grow a lot because it was it was new. It was innovative. Even though if you look back, it's like it's pretty simple. Like you're telling them what to do and what not to do. And anyone who's doing what you told them not to do, they're going to get mad and comment, which is going to help your post explode anyway. And then anyone who agrees with you is going to like the post and maybe comment as well. So it just it's just this very simple way to to go viral. Yeah, it's cool. And now you see a lot of guys who are kind of it's almost like a, a real infographic where they have a picture of themselves holding a watermelon and then picture a picture of themselves holding a pizza. And they're like on one side three thousand calories, on the other side three thousand calories. So almost like copying that do this not that type of split approach. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that pop up um, in, in various accounts, which is which is pretty interesting. So, I mean, would you say that, like, obviously you you have a lot of variation in terms of you, the look and feel of your infographics. Have you te- did do you just found that worked the best as opposed to having a standard branded look for all of your infographics? Yeah, uh, and I'll tell you why people. Um, 
you want it to capture their attention, right? So if you just have your all your infographics looking the same, eventually people just start to feel like it's the same infographic. They're like, oh, I already saw this one. Hmm. So you want to change it up. You want to change up the fonts. You want to change up the the colors. You want to change up the styles of infographics that you do and and keep it fresh. And actually, so, so this is something that I was doing when I was growing too. I've actually never told anyone this. Uh, you just kind of peaked my memory here. here I would, go. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's like your luminary or something. So I would, uh, I would try different colors, different fonts. And if, if one infographic blew up, I would use that type of color and font for for a bit, like maybe for a week or two, and those ones would all do really well. But then they would start dipping again. So, obviously, content is king here, but the design does matter. And sometimes you'll find a design that works, and you stick with it for a little bit until it doesn't work anymore, and then you can find another design. Smart, love it. It's interesting because I've um we've done a couple of infographics for our page. Obviously, we're talking more to entrepreneurs and businesses. Um, I don't know if the reach is obviously as big as health and fitness, but we found that we got better, usually better engagement on those. And then we just kind of, we just kind of fell out of doing them because we didn't have a strong enough process or the designer we had doing them was not really, it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, but I, I do, I do agree. Like I like, I like, see my, my whole thing with Instagram was the, the reason I never got on Instagram until like this year pretty much is because for me, I'm like, I don't want to show people my ass. Like, I don't, no one cares about what I look like or what anyone else looks like. I mean, I guess they do to some degree, but how can we figure out a way to add value just in the image itself? And that's why I love this whole infographic approach because it's not about you, right? It's about how can I be of service? How can I add value to your feed by giving you in a snapshot, like do this, not that, or three ways to do this. So I think it's a really great approach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's it's kind of interesting too because you know the, I feel like infographics started in fitness, but now you do see it in other industries like like in business and and things like that. And I'm noticing like if it's a if it's a really great infographic in business, it just absolutely crushes it. And sometimes I'll just repost them on my page and they'll just crush it like that. Like a simple one, like. Um, how to get up early and then you have like 10 ways of getting up early like those ones crush it mm-hmm. and you know i can put it on my fitness page but if you have a business page you can do a post like that or like on on business pages like 10 10 tips to be successful or top 10 ways to be successful like those ones just seem to crush it over and over again because it's new in those other industries in fitness it's almost like the market sophistication is like okay we've seen these infographics but in the other industries it's like there's no quicker way to grow organically yeah yeah and no, i agree i mean our mutual friend rudy is doing a lot more of them now on his uh, on his feed so mm-hmm. uh, i mean just looking at his the engagement on those is um is pretty solid as well so I mean, what are your thoughts? So we talked about the feed, the use of, of, in, of infographics, kind of testing different content and seeing what matters, what what makes the most uh, impact. Then there's obviously the stories. And talk to us about Instagram stories, what they are, how we can use them, and all that good jazz. Yeah, so just look at stories as if it's your daily emails. So if you're already writing daily emails to your list, you can just 
repurpose that content and do the story as like a video of you talking and you just provide the same content, the same call to action, everything. But on top of this, stories is where you can get people to fall in love with you too because it's almost as if you're turning yourself into a reality TV star. So you can show like, you know, here's what I ate today. Here's what I'm doing with my friends. Like you're showing highlights of your day and people just love that. They eat that up. They will, they will watch your stories while they're like, as soon as they wake up, they'll click and watch your stories or they'll like, if they're in the bathroom on the toilet, they'll watch your stories. It's like you can now be in someone's home. And if you think about it, how do you make yourself a celebrity? There's this study that was done a few years ago. And what they did was they had a group of people and they once a month, these group of people would come in and they would show them a list of names. And it was a list of names of all these fake names. The first time they come in, they tell the people, okay, out of all this list of people on this page, I want you to check off the people that you've heard of that are celebrities. And the first time they do it, maybe like 1% of the list gets checked off. Then they brought these people in 30 days later and they gave them the same list, but randomized. And then it was like 5% of of the list was checked off. People heard of these people as celebrities and they kept doing this month after month after month after month. And like six months into it, people are saying they heard of half of these people as celebrities. So it just shows you that the way to become a celebrity is for people to see you over and over and over and over and over again. And that's what you're doing with your stories. You're, if you're present on your stories every single day, showing your face, showing the highlights of your life, and then providing the same content that you would provide in your daily emails, well, that's going to turn you into celebrity. People are going to love you and people are going to start watching your stories every day. And then people are going to, to swipe up when you tell them to swipe up or DM you when you tell them to DM you or, or, um, or visit the link in your bio. If you tell them to visit the link in your bio, those are the, the three big call to actions in the stories. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool because you mentioned something which is your story just becomes your daily email. And I think this is important for everyone listening to think about is if you approach this, I think intelligently, it's not additional work, it's leveraging what you're already doing, right? So for instance, like the infographics, those are just a, a graphical representation of a video you made, for instance, or an email you sent. And then you can retell that in a different format inside your story while you're having breakfast in the kitchen, right? So it's just it's like it's not like it's extra stuff that you're having to think up. It's just leverage or repurpose what you've already done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. E- exactly. So it's not like you have to keep the creative juices flowing. It's just you already have the content there. You just need to repurpose it for the medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So we talked about the feed. We talked about the stories. What about IGTV? That's obviously, I guess, the, the more recent addition to Instagram um, what are your thoughts on that? How do how do we want to use that? And is it is it worthwhile tapping into? Okay, so IGTV, you really need to respect this medium. So the medium is vertical video instead of horizontal video. So I I see guys that are just crushing it on IGTV, but these are the videographers that are filming specifically for IGTV and creating really high value content. And these are the only people that are actually growing from their IGTV. 
for for us like entrepreneurs and people listening, the only way you could tap into that strategy is if you hired like a high quality like videographer and team to 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 film these amazing high quality videos that provided value and and were like engaging and exciting and could capture their attention for like two minutes. And that's really tough to do. But the way I look at IGTV right now is that's the only way to grow that platform. But Instagram will reward you if you are using IGTV. So it's like a catch 22. It's like, should I do all of this work just to, just to grow my IGTV? And, or should I back off a bit and focus on the things that actually move the needle on my Instagram page and my growth and and in my business? So what I tell entrepreneurs now is whatever your story was for the past 24 hours or the past week, download that to your phone. You can download it to your phone in one continuous video and then just post that on IGTV as a new video, as a video post. And then that way Instagram sees you're using the platform. You know you've delivered value in your stories already and these stories are just going to disappear after 24 hours so you might as well save them and then upload them to IGTV. Mm -hmm. So that's what I recommend people to do. Nice. And IGTV is kind of like, from what I noticed of it, it's kind of like YouTube. I mean, it's it's longer form, I think, at least from my accounts, I can up to 10 minutes, but I think other accounts obviously can do more than that. Um, so I think like for anyone who was, who's looking at, like I, I can't stand stories because of the 15 second rule. <clears throat> and it's so frustrating to always have to be like, oh shit, I didn't get my point across. Well, you can hold the button now and go beyond that. You can? Yeah, it's a new feature. So, yeah, so you don't need to worry about getting cut off anymore. Does it automatically cut it as it goes, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So then let's say you did like a two minute video, you're holding down the button, uh, then you can go through after you take your finger off the button, you can go through and see all the different uh, posts. And then you go through each one. Uh, you can put like different filters, you can put different swipe ups, you can put your uh, text on on it or polls or whatever you want to do. And then you press post and then it posts them all in sequence. Oh my god, dude, you just made my life so much easier. That's awesome. That is <laughs> it's so not good. me. It, it's it's Instagram. They just made your life easier. Oh, it's totally, a kind of totally came that's, out like a week ago. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. So um, yes, I mean, so Instagram. We talked about the feed, uh, IGTV just now. I talked about the stories. <laughs> Actually, so you mentioned something that, that reminded me of something. So you're saying IGTV is a lot like YouTube, and that's how they're modeling it. And I feel like the only way to blow up your IGTV is to put in the same amount of effort that we would take to put into YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do one or the other, I would probably just do YouTube because the the potential for for growth on YouTube is is a lot better, and the potential for monetizing on YouTube is a lot better than IGTV because right now it's like, okay – if you did do go all in on IGTV, it's it could be high risk, high reward kind of thing because it's almost as if the platform IGTV is dying and obviously they're going to try to save it and figure it out because it is basically the only true like vertical video platform uh, comparable to YouTube. But what I could foresee happening this year is YouTube having their own vertical video option and then people just watching vertical video on YouTube. So they might even just like kill Instagram's IGTV vertical video market, but we will see. We shall see. 
there's an infographic right there. YouTube versus IGTV. Who's going to win, right? Hmm. Um, yeah, true, true. <laughs> That'll kill it. You, you should post that one. There we go. There we go. Awesome. Well, Jace, this has been this has been really, really fascinating and illuminating. So thank you so much for sharing all this stuff. Now, you've got an amazing course on how to do all this stuff. And before we get into the rapid five, I want you to share that link with our listeners so they can check it out if they want to get more of the step-by-step process of what we've talked about here and obviously more than this. Uh, where can they get that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the course is called 100K Insta Followers, and it gives you the exact steps to go from zero to 100,000 Instagram followers 100% organically. And it's the exact method that I use to go from zero to 250,000 Instagram followers in a calendar year. And you can get that course by going to www.jmaxfitness.com slash Yuri. So Y-U-R-I. And that's where your listeners can uh, grab that course. And, you know, it's, it's only about an hour, but it gives them every single step that you need to take to grow organically. Beautiful. Get it, guys. I mean, if you're not on Instagram, you probably should be. And, it, like, don't make the mistake that I did. Uh, don't become a dinosaur. Like, don't be, like... Don't be the guy who gets on the bus too late. I think it's a big platform and your clients who are health and fitness interested people are on there anyway. So get the course. It's really, really helpful for that. All right, buddy. You ready for the rapid five? Oh, you know it. All right, buddy. All right. So here we go. Number one, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, chocolate for sure. Like uh, actually it's like any food in the house in general that's not healthy. So I try not to keep anything in the house yeah. it's uh that's my weakness for sure i'm pretty much the same as you on that for sure um, number two what's your biggest strength biggest strength uh bringing people together and uh and and leading and, and making plans with with groups that's that's something that i didn't even realize i had until i was doing a course from dave ruel and we're trying to figure out like your strengths and your weaknesses and i uh I had no, I got to this part where it's like, what are you, what's like your, what's your superpower? And I'm like, man, I have no idea what my superpower is. So then I messaged my coaches, I messaged Vince Del Monte, I messaged uh, my entrepreneur buddies, and they all said the exact same thing. And I, and I, it, it made me realize, okay, that that's my strength, that's my superpower. That's awesome, very cool. Number three, what's one skill you've become dangerously good at in order to grow your business? Uh, phone sales. So closing on the phone. If, if I could go back in time, I would have completely done my business differently. I was always, I was like, okay, I want to be as fully hands off as possible. Uh, but if, if I just started phone closing, like, let's say like four years ago and closing people into high ticket coaching packages, my business would be probably over 10 million per year by this time next year or by this time. So, uh, so that's, that's the skill. That's the biggest skill to, to move the needle in my opinion. There you go, guys. We talk about this a lot. I mean, it's either that or you become an amazing copywriter, Like those are the two choices. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you're ho hopefully selling $47 eBooks for the rest of your life. So master sales is amazingly powerful. Well, if, if you're not making sales in your business, you don't have a business, right? Exactly. <laughs> And it's like, people are like, oh, I don't like selling. Well, you don't like making money and you don't, you're not gonna have a business if you don't master this. It's so, so important 
to get these fundamentals and that skill set out. And it's probably, it's something I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train my kids in because you're always going to be selling something. You're selling yourself, you're selling an idea, you're selling a product, a service, whatever. And it's it's industry agnostic. You go anywhere with this skill set and it's going to serve you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's like one of the the top things that you need to know how to do. And a lot of people are afraid of selling because when you hear selling, the first thing you think of is like a greasy car salesman. But think about it. Have you ever gone to a job interview? What were you doing? You were selling yourself. Mm -hmm. You weren't selling a car. You were selling yourself. So if you want to get what you want in life, you need to learn how to sell. And if you say, well, I don't want to sell. I don't want to be salesy. I feel like that's being selfish because you know, we are in the industry of helping people and changing people's lives. So it is your duty to sell someone into your program so that you can change their life for the better. And if you don't help them because you're afraid to sell to them, that's being selfish on your part. That's right. Selling is serving. Totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Number four, what do you do first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning, I take a scoop of greens plus powder and I put it in 500 milliliters of water and chug that and then I uh, I have Dave Ruel's epic planner journal and in that there's a gratitude section and then something to keep in mind and then I review what I'm supposed to do for the day and I just get into my first deep work block. Awesome. I thought you were going to say take a scoop of ice cream. <laughs> no, I don't keep that in the house, remember? A little scoop of gelato. No, I know, for sure. Um, and finally, number five, complete the sentence. I know I'm being successful when. I know I'm being successful when I help people. Awesome. Love it. Jason, thank you so much for being with us, buddy. I appreciate you being an open book and sharing what has been working like gangbusters on your Instagram channel. So now you've got, what, 291,000 followers? ish and growing so mm-hmm. guys obviously he knows what he's doing take his take his advice grab the course um it'll be super valuable for you and jason once again thanks so much for everything you do and for for playing full out with us today yuri thank you so much for everything you do and thank you for having this podcast i've been listening to the other episodes and they are gold my man awesome thanks so much dude thanks thanks